You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. Hey, everybody. It's Pastor Tim along with my wife, Tina. We just wanted to wish you and your family... Happy Happy New New Year. Year. We believe it's going to be a great year because it starts off with our Discover services. These are happening in January. January 9th and 10th at 7 p.m. and January 11th at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Yes, we don't want you to miss it because we believe that God is going to speak to you as we lay aside things that we would normally spend a lot of time doing and we fast and we pray as we lay aside from things like food and media, as we disconnect from a lot of of earthly things to connect with the spiritual, God's going to speak. We will lay out our entire church mandate based upon what the Lord says to us to be obedient to follow that year. So that's important that you be a part of that. Also coming up, We have groups. We want you to sign up for groups. Groups are how we all stay connected. Yes, church is going to be an amazing thing. We want you to be a part of church, but to go deeper, you have to be a part of a group. It's good for you. So those are happening right now. So from my family to all of you and yours, we want to say one more time, Happy Happy New New Year. Year. God bless. Well, hey, everybody, I have the privilege of bringing God's Word to you here today, right where you're joining us, maybe on your phone, maybe on your computer. It's such a privilege to be able to be uh, welcomed into your home and into your life even on a holiday. And so I want to thank you for a couple of things. Thank you, number one, for letting us prioritize a time of, of health and rest for our staff. It's a big deal for us to be able to take a complete week off and to just be, to just be human for a minute. You know, our life in church, it gets moving so fast, especially during the holidays, and there's so many things that are happening. It's like so many open tabs in our mind that it's just difficult to be able to to get away, to shut it down, and to just refocus ourselves. And so I just want to say thank you for that. I also want to thank you for your generosity. You know, not many churches can can just shut down for a couple Sundays and uh, and and not be able to, to to still be able to pay the bills. And so I want to thank you that you're you're a church that allows us to do that by being generous. And uh, it is it is such an honor to be a part of a generous church. It it makes things so much easier when you know that people are standing behind you. So I just I just want to say thank you. It means the world to me. Thank you for 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 giving. Thank you for standing behind us. Uh, thank you for praying for us and allowing us to be able to do this. So um, I've brought something, prepared something that I think is going to help you. It's going to strengthen you as you uh, take your time today and, and kind of devote it to God's Word on New Year's Day. So it's a brand new year. It's a brand new season. So I wanted to do something that I thought was appropriate. Uh, this message is called New Year, New Me. And uh, as soon as I say those words, new year, new me, I just start cringing because I get so sick of seeing that on on social media. People, oh, new year, new me. It's a new year. It's new me. Like the first person that posts that, I'm going to just roll my eyes at you because that's it does. Come on. Like, let's be serious for a moment. Let's let's come back down to planet Earth. Like new year, new me is because you got your nose pierced. OK, that's not a new version of you. That's, uh, <laughs> you just, you know, you, you got into the Clairol, you, you put a red streak in your hair. It's not a new version of you. Like, calm down a little bit. You eat kale for two days. New new year, new me. Like, no, just because you got up at six this morning and did yoga doesn't mean that it's a new version of you. Um, it, and I'm sorry, I have strong opinions about it, but, you know, I just think it, it, there ought to be some sort of uh, reasonable expectations <laughs> for this year. Uh, new year, new me. Uh, I want to talk uh, just a little bit about about what real change looks like. What does it mean to be a new version of yourself? What does it mean to have reasonable expectations with this year? What does it mean to have uh, the heart of the Lord behind what you're doing? 
What does it mean to be a new creation in Christ like 2 Corinthians talks about? What does the new me look like? I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So uh, there's a couple of scriptures I want you to turn to. Um, Genesis chapter 8, I've got a scripture there. And then I want to go to Isaiah chapter 40. Um, and I want to give you I want to give you three things that I think are important to know, things that I think will encourage you, maybe bring a little bit of humor, and um, hopefully get you something that, that will help you approach this year uh, with a little bit of common sense and uh, and a word from the Lord in your heart. Is that okay? So as we're approaching that, I just want to take, take just a moment and pray for you and pray for our time spent in the Word. So Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the year that has just uh, wrapped up, Lord, with its wins and with its losses, with the good and the bad. And Father, I just believe that uh, because we thank you for what just happened, that we can praise you for what will happen. Lord, this next year that's coming will have its share of good times and bad times. But Lord, if you're in it, if you're leading us, then I know that we can make it through whatever's happening. So we thank you for another year on this planet. We thank you for another year of life. We ask that you bless this day and this time spent in your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody watching said, amen. I didn't hear you. Amen. amen. There you go. Thank you for that. All right. So a uh, couple things. Uh, if you're a note taker, you might want to write this down. This will help you. Uh, but number one, we have to keep in mind as we're looking at this new year, new me. Number one, uh, some things will never change. Now, when I say some things will never change, you may have in your mind uh, uh, a situation or a person. You're like, yeah, my uncle will always be my uncle. He's always going to be that way. Or yeah, this person that treated me like this, they're always going to, they never change. Leopard don't don't change its spots, you know. Zebras don't change their stripes. I get it, you know. I, I get it. I get it. Those those things never change. Here's something that never changes. I promise you this: Texas will get hot. I can prophesy <laughs> that at some point this year is going to be hot, um, and it's supposed to be. You know, the weather's going to change. Uh, I can promise you this: Here's one thing that will never change. You're going to pay taxes. <laughs> You're going to find a way. The government's going to find their way to get your tax dollars. It's going to happen. Some things never change. But I want to look at it in, in the biblical context. So this is in Genesis chapter 8. The Lord says this to, to all of us. He says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. That means that from the very beginning of time that God promised us that there is always going to be seasons. The one thing that won't change is that there will be seasons. Look at this in Isaiah 40. It says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever, saying that seasons change, they always change, but one thing that remains the same is God's word. God also tells us that he doesn't change. So even though God doesn't change, he works in changing situations constantly. God actually, uh, we say it this way, God established the world in seasonal stability to show us his nature to show us that things are going to change, but I don't change. Things will change, but I don't change. So this puts a new perspective on when we say, yeah, some things will never change. What, what, is, what is it that never changes? And could it be that it's not changing because it's not time? And that's important because maybe it's, uh, it's not that it ain't ever going to change. Maybe it's just a season. Sometimes we get confused thinking things are permanent, when they're just a season. And that, that tends to, uh, to discourage us and kind of lie to us, gets us down in the dumps because these things are never going to change. I can't change. I can't fix this. I can't make that happen. I can't make this happen. That's never going to change. And we get frustrated with things that will never change. God says, my word doesn't change. God says, my nature doesn't change. God promises he doesn't change. And he established the world in unchanging stability of seasons. Seasons change. God doesn't change. That's important for us to know. 
that God moves in seasons, but he never changes. So maybe maybe it is a season. Maybe it's not permanent. Malachi 3, God says, for I, the Lord, do not change. He says, uh, he goes on to say, but if I did, it, I would consume you. Meaning like if, if, if it was part of his nature to change all the time, he'd be really angry with a lot of us. Not, not me, just you. <laughs> but God says it's because of that that you're not consumed. God says, I don't change. The book of Hebrews also tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we say some things don't change, what, what do we really mean by that? Biblically, what we mean is God's word doesn't change. God's nature doesn't change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean to us? That means that what Jesus did in the Bible and what God did in his word, he still does. He still does. And this should encourage some of us because that means that things that we thought would never change are not impossible with God. That's why we can look forward to the future of this year. We can look forward through the eyes of faith and realize, hey, even though something may not have changed yet, maybe it's just a season. And I believe that what God did before, he can still do it again. And if I ask and if God hears and God, it's God's will, God can absolutely change anything that he wants to. We serve a powerful God who can change anything just like that. God says, I don't change. That means what I have done, I can do, I will do. And Jesus doesn't change. His word doesn't change. And those are things that should bring us a lot of faith and a lot of comfort. I wrote it down this way, and I hope that you, you can catch this. We find strength in he who never changes to handle things we thought would never change. So what does that mean to you? Are there things that you think will never change? Are there people that you think will never change? Is it a financial situation you think this will never change? It's always been like this. Here's the good news. Jesus came to break curses. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy our past and to make us a new creation in Christ. That means the old has passed away and new things can come. So we trust in the thing that never changes. We trust in God's word. We trust in he who never changes. That's God himself, Jesus Christ that never changes so that we can handle things that we thought would never change. Man, I hope that encourages you. That really encourages me when, when I look at all the things in my life that I'm like, man, that looks like a permanent thing. It looks like there's just no hope. It brings me hope recognizing maybe it's just a season. Maybe it's a long season. Maybe it's like baseball. You know, when you've got 180-something games with playoffs and and the, and all these things that are happening with, with baseball, it can seem like a forever season. I love baseball. Um, that That works for me. But it's a long season for people that aren't baseball fans. You know, maybe it's just a season. Maybe it's just a long season, but it doesn't have to be permanent. I found that if I can just turn my faith and, and my, my, my trust to the Lord, He's the one that never changes, and He helps me deal with things that I thought would never change. Here's the second key that I hope encourages you, that it blesses you today. It blessed me. Key number two, there are some things only God can change, right? Uh, and this should bring us a new perspective because there are... Um, there are, there are plenty of things that I look back in my life and I'm like, I really tried hard to change that and recognized I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't break my own addictions. I couldn't fix things that I thought I should be able to fix. I can't make somebody love me. There are some things that, that only God can do that. You know, only, only God can change the human heart. You can't manipulate people or push people around or bully them enough for them to really change. You might get to change their behavior for a few days, but you can't change their heart. Only God can change the human heart. Only God moves mountains. I know that his word says that, you know, if we believe and we ask that we can say to a mountain and be moved. But here's the thing. I, I've not known a lot of people that just spoke to a mountain and it moved literally. Now, I have seen what the power of Christ can do. 
And there are some mountains, man, it just, <laughs> it takes Jesus to do it. I can't. I need him. I can't do it in my own strength. I need the Lord to change this situation. And uh, there are some things that only God can change. He's the only one that I've ever known that spoke to the wind and the waves, and they obeyed him. I I've tried it. They didn't listen to me very well. Um, but there are some things that only God can do. And that should bring me a lot of hope. It should bring me a lot of a lot of peace when I recognize that everything's not my responsibility this year. You know, as I'm looking ahead at what may be coming, it's easy for me to get overwhelmed. We've got a, a, a live and thriving and growing church. And uh, even though there's so many wonderful things that are happening, that's a lot of pressure on me. It's a lot of things that I have to handle and deal with. And if I allow my mind to think about what's coming up, um, I get overwhelmed easily. And I'm like, God, I need to change this and change this and change this. And after a while, I recognize, wait a minute, this, this is God's church. That's not mine. It's His. And so if He's going to lead me to it, He'll lead me through it. He'll help me. And God is, it's not that God loves me more than He loves you. What are some things that we have to realize that this is God's responsibility? It's not mine. I wrote it down this way. I'm not responsible for things that only God can change. Man, I hope that brings a lot of pressure off of you. Hope that helps you and encourages you a little bit today. Um, here's a scripture, Isaiah 43. God said, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness. I'll make rivers in the desert. The good thing is, he says, I want you to make a way in the wilderness. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, I want you to make rivers in the desert. And I'm grateful that God doesn't say that it's my responsibility to do that because we've been digging for a while. I'm not that good at it. Um, God says, I'm going to do that. You know, there are some things that when it comes to a new season, a new day, it's God's responsibility. It's not mine. And that takes a lot of pressure off me to understand what is mine and what's his responsibility. Let God be God. That doesn't mean that I, I get to get off scot-free and then there's not some things that I'm going to be responsible for. It means that if I can't change it, if I can't fix it, then I have to recognize that this is going to take the Lord stepping in. And so I'll ask him, Lord, will you help me? Will you show me what to do? Will you lead me? And the Lord will. He will absolutely help you if you just ask Him. I just want to encourage somebody with that. Have you, have you prayed about it? Have you asked the Lord? Have you taken away that responsibility? Or have you put on so much responsibility that it's overwhelming you? Get anxious and stressed out and worried about things that only God can change? I pray that this word encourages you a little bit today and, and helps you with whatever it might be that you're carrying. And uh, here's, the, here's the third thing. I want to close it out with this. It's not going to take very long, but I think this is really important. Um, here's key number three. There are some things that only I can change. Some things only I can change. There are some things that God will not do for me. You know, your facial expression, <laughs> God's not going to come down from heaven and change your facial expression. Some of us have have uh, pickle face, <laughs> and uh, they tend to be Christians. Pickle, <laughs> the pickle-faced Christians. Uh, some of us have horrible facial expressions that just, uh, we don't realize what, like what you look like until you have somebody that takes a picture of you and you didn't know that they were taking a picture. Then you look at the picture and you're like, do I really look like that? Is, is that really my face? Why, did, why didn't y'all tell me? Uh, but God's not going to come down from heaven and fix your face. That's your responsibility to fix your face. Another one is your attitude. God's not going to change your attitude. You're going to have to change your attitude. Your attitude is a choice. Um, God's not going to change your health. That's up to you. You have to make a decision. 
um, to go to a gym, to maybe cut some carbs, to maybe get away from some sugars, to change your diet, to eat more salads, a little bit less Andy's custard. Um, that's going to be up to you. But that that's something that only you can change. There are some things that are completely 100% your responsibility. Um, your finances, that's up to you. Now, there are biblical principles that, are, that will help you, but you've got to make the choice. It's your decision of whether or not you're going to honor God with your finances. You know, some of us expect God to just give us millions of dollars. If you're this God, give us Some things only you can change. It's like a diaper. <laughs> it's your responsibility. I ain't changing your diaper. I don't care who you are. That's weird. I'm sorry. Some of us have to realize that there are some, there are some things that only you can change. Also, um, you know, evangelism. When you talk about sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, God's not going to come down and share the gospel through you. It's 100% our responsibility to be ambassadors for Christ. The Lord wants to show up through you, but he's not going to make you do it. You have to step out on faith and share your testimony. You have to share the love of Jesus with people that God puts in your path. That's your responsibility. Another thing that you can change that I don't know if you realize this, uh, but is a big part of, uh, of who you are, and that's your words. The Bible calls it your confession. The things that you say. I don't know if you realize how important um, words are, but the Bible says that from the very, very beginning of time that God spoke things into existence. God spoke in the power of his word, created worlds. And, you know, we were created in, in God's image. We were created with his essence. There are things that we see in the nature of God that he's implanted in us. And he's given us this responsibility to watch what we say. The Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I think it's important for us to to take a look at something that we can change. We can change the way that, that we talk. Now, I am the world's worst for, for saying things that are offensive to people. I get it. I know me. Um, I understand it. I'm, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm an acquired taste. But uh, what, what I do know is I, I'm responsible for what I say. And, uh, and I've, I've had to take some responsibility for that when I said something that I didn't really mean to say, but I've had to apologize for it and say, hey, that was, that was all me. I meant that as a joke, and someone took that literally. That's, that's my fault, or I said it wrong. Shouldn't have said this, shouldn't have said that. But I, I can change my words. I can change my confession. Um, I believe that if you're going to say it's a new year, it's new me, um, more, than just, more than just make that blanket statement, but to think about what we're really saying. You know, real transformation has to include transformed declaration. As a matter of fact, I wrote that that uh, down this way. Real transformation has to include better declaration. I wonder if you recognize the power of your words. You know, in in ministry, a lot of what we do when we're um, when we're trying to help people or counsel people is we help them get past things that people said to them. Um, you don't really think about how deeply wounded and how, how much of a, a stronghold that can be when when someone that you know or love or someone that you respect or someone that's in power or authority says something to you and before you before you shy away oh they're just you know they're just being a little hypercritical or they get triggered by this like words words do matter words do matter and it it keeps a lot of people from really understanding who the Lord is and being able to receive his word because of the words that we've had spoken over us um, your words are powerful things. Uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, "Death and life are in the power of his, uh, of our tongue, and those that love it are going to eat its fruits." I wonder when you look at your word, if you look at what's what's growing as the fruit of your life, 
if your words are the fruit of your life, then what would that fruit really look like? Is it sweet? Is it sour? Is it something that's edible that people would, would desire? Something that, that, that is good? Or something that's poisonous? You know, when we were little, we used to hike out and, and try to find berries on trees. And um, it didn't take long before you realized that there are some things that, that, that look really good that you can't eat. There are some things that grow on trees that might have one appearance of one way, but taste completely different. And the Lord is showing us through that metaphor how powerful our words are. So you're going to eat its fruits. That means that uh, what you say and what your words produce, you're going to have to eat it. So it's important for us to understand that we can change, we can become a new person by starting off with the words that we choose. Here's a great, uh, here's a great scripture. Jesus says this himself, Matthew 12, 37, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you'll be condemned. Think about that. What you say is going to either declare you not guilty or guilty in the eyes of the Lord. I think that's pretty important. So if we're going to start off this new year by saying, hey, I want, a, I want a, new, a better version of me, let's start by choosing our words, by allowing our words to bear better fruit. What is the, the fruit of our, of our life? What is the fruit when it comes to words? What's the fruit of our lips, as the Scripture says? I want to close it out with this Scripture. Look at this in Hebrews 13, uh, 15. It says, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. So praise. It says, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. There's a couple things there that talks about what your fruit is and what it should be. Praise and professing. That means your relationship with God and your relationship with others. Vertical and horizontal. What you're declaring before the Lord, Lord, you're great. Lord, you never change. Lord, you can change anything. What an amazing God you are. And my friend, I just want to tell you about my relationship with the Lord. Let me tell you, let me encourage you, let me build you up with something. This is important. Jesus says, look, by your words, you're going to be acquitted or condemned. And the words are the fruit of your lips that openly profess his name and bring praise unto God. That's the fruit. That's what it needs to look like in each of our lives. So a new, a new and better version of you needs to start with your confession and your profession. What an amazing concept if we just think about what we're saying, the words that we use, how they can build each other up or tear each other down. You know, as we're talking about the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, I wonder, um, what, is your, what is your life speaking about you? What is your life showing to your coworkers and your friends? You know, things that, that, that are your responsibility to change are your words, your confession. And then lastly, it's only going to be your responsibility to change your discipleship. That means um, what you're learning from the Lord, how, how uh, the quality of your, of your discipleship. You know, for the Bible calls us disciples of Christ, are we a mature disciple of Christ? Are we baby just, just learning and in process and we don't know all the things that some other people may know or somewhere in between? Um, what does that discipleship really look like? You know, for me, I want to be a good disciple of Christ. I want to learn more about him. I want to draw close to him. I want to make sure that you hear this. I want to say this very clearly. Um, lots of people want to be close to the Lord. Lots of people want to hear his voice. They want to be led by his spirit. All those things sound really, really good. But let me make sure that this is that this said very, very clearly for you. You are as close to God as you want to be. You're as close to God as you want to be. James 4 says, you draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. That means your relationship with God is something that only you can change. God never changes. 
He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's our ever-present help in a time of trouble. He's the, he's the God that can do anything, the God of the impossible. And you're as close to him as you choose to be. You want a new version of you? Want a better year than you had last year? Want a year where you're closer to God? Start by drawing near to him. So this January 9th, 10th, and 11th, we're going to be fasting and praying, um, withdrawing from things that would take up our time and our attention, tuning out the voices of the world to just spend time with the Lord, to draw near to him. And we're going to praise our God. We're going to lift him up. We're going to ask him to speak to us. And we're going to schedule our entire year based upon just what the Lord says. And I want to encourage you to be a part of that. This has revolutionized my life, where I dedicate the first part of my year to just hearing from the Lord and allowing him to speak into my life, to tell me what to do. And man, I found that when I listen to the Lord, he changes things that only he can change. And he gives me the responsibility of things that I need to change. And that's exactly where we need to be to have a, a new me. So new year, new me. Don't just put a little bit of red coloring in your hair. Don't just take a 30-day free gym trial membership and call that a new version of you. Don't just eat, eat salad for two days and say that's a new version of you. No, no, no. Draw near to the Lord. Let this be a year where you're closer to God than you've ever been, where you hear Him more clearly than you've ever heard Him, where you praise Him with a reckless abandon, where you could care less what anybody else thinks, where you draw near to God and let your relationship with Him change you from the inside. Become a new creation in Christ where old things are passed away and all things have become new. I believe if you want a new version of you, you draw near to the Lord. Allow Him to change things that only He can change. You know, as we're finishing up today, I want to finish up with a prayer for you. And then I want to ask you a question. So my prayer for you is that you're strengthened and encouraged by this. And my prayer is that if you don't know Jesus, that you would take this opportunity. You've watched this entire video. I want to finish up with this. Do you know the Lord personally? Have you asked Him to to be the Lord and Savior of your life? Have you asked him to forgive you of your sins? Because if you haven't, this is your moment. Would you bow your head and pray with me? For every person watching today, I want to give you a chance to meet Jesus Christ. We do that through prayer. And the prayer goes like this. If you're, a, if you're unsure of what to say, then let me help you like somebody helped me one time. The prayer goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that you came and died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave so that I could have life and forgiveness for all of my wrongs. Would you come into my heart, be my boss, my Lord, my Savior, take over. Now say this, my friend, say, I don't want to live my life my way anymore. I give it to you. Use me. Save me. Forgive me. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, I am so stinking proud of you. Uh, would you do me a favor? Uh, would you text me? Uh, the number should be appearing on your screen, but the number is 844-HRC-TEXT. Text the words, I prayed. If you actually prayed that prayer with me, would you text me and let me know? And I'm gonna send you a link to some things that will help you and encourage you, bless you, and let you know kind of what just happened in your heart and what God would have you do to do next. And um, it's, it's just my greatest privilege of helping you to get to know more about Jesus. For everybody else, man, I love you so much. Thank you for watching. Well, that's all we have for you today. So we just want to remind you of a couple things before we go. Discover services, that's fasting and prayer. It's coming up January 9th, 10th, and 11th. We want you to be a part of that. Groups, please sign up for groups. It's going to be good for you. And if you like the message, click the like button. 
give us a comment or share it. Yeah, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to just hear your heart or where you're watching from. It's always a cool thing. So from all of us to all of you, I want to say I hope you have an amazing day. God bless you as you go. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.